The last five psalms, Psalm 146 through Psalm 150, each begin the exact same way. Praise ye the Lord. As we enter the season of thanksgiving and praise, Scott is walking us through this crescendo of praise, a study he is calling the Hallelujah Chorus. In our busy lives, we must make time to praise the Lord, not only for what He's given us, but praise the Lord for who He is. And when our heart is filled with praise, we are ready for worship. Let's join Scott now for today's study. As a boy growing up, I remember sitting on the front row and listening to my dad preach. I could tell you so many sermons, so many things I heard him say through the years growing up. But there's one sermon that stands out in my mind above all others. I think it's because I knew at that juncture what my dad was dealing with and what he was working through and uh, what what he was battling. I remember him preaching a message, and in the message, though I don't remember the outline, I remember very little about the structure of the sermon. I remember what he said. If he said it once, he said it a hundred times. He said it with tears and a broken heart. I remember him saying, all I want to do is please God. It was like the Holy Ghost stamped that on my soul. All I want to do is please God. He etched it in my memory. I praise God for that memory. Don't you think that ought to be the great goal of the child of God? That we live not for our pleasure, but for his pleasure? Now, we're dealing with a subject of praise, but I want to ask you a question today. Is the Lord pleased with your life? Is the Lord pleased with you at this moment? Let's get even more particular. Is the Lord pleased with our praise? Did you know it's possible that people uh, could engage in what they call praise, but it's really for their own pleasure instead of God's pleasure? You see, true praise is not so you feel better or have a good time. It's not for our entertainment or consumption. True praise is always for the glory of God. Now, you'll find joy in it. You'll have the deep needs of your soul met in it. We've learned that already in Psalm 149. Do you remember the first two verses? Uh, Praise brings joy to God's people. But it doesn't stop there. Keep reading. Listen to verse 3 and verse 4 today. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Do you hear the expression, the Lord taketh pleasure in his people? A praise not only brings us joy, it brings him pleasure. This is the power of praise. It pleases him when we praise him. It brings great joy to his heart. I think so many times when we come, even to what we call worship, it is so we can find relief, so we can find help, And though we find great relief and refuge in Christ and great help in the Lord, I want to remind you that our worship and praise must not be self-centered. It must not be man-centered. It must always be God-centered. It's for the Lord. Listen to Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. This is the sacrifice God still wants. Look, the sacrifice for sin, he took care of that. You don't have to worry about that. But here's the sacrifice he still deserves and demands. And frankly, it's a sacrifice we all need to be making every day. It's the sacrifice of praise. It brings God great pleasure when we praise him. It pleases him 
when we give him glory and give him thanks. I love the fact as I, as I look at these verses in verse 3, our, our praise is wholehearted. He says, let them praise his name in the dance. In other words, literally the whole body thrown into it. And by the way, this dance is not the vulgar dance of flesh. It is not sensual dance. No, no, this is, this is the whole body given in expression of praise and glory to God. Can you see holy hands lifted to the Lord? Uh, all of the, the self, spirit, soul, and body concentrated on one thing, give him glory and give him praise. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and the harp. So we're using our, our own spirit, soul, and body and everything at hand, everything near us, every instrument lifted with one great goal. May the Lord be pleased. May the Lord be praised. But then notice that he not only is pleased by our praise in verse 3, but in verse 4 it pleases him to give good gifts to the thankful. This is beautiful to me to think that one of the things that brings God great pleasure is giving. He loves to give. He really is more blessed to give than to receive. You know, that's true for us, but the Lord is the one who exemplifies that in its perfection because the Bible says the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let me just point out to you that if there's any beauty in any of our lives, it must be the Lord because it sure is in us. Paul said, in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. So there's nothing beautiful or attractive in us. Sin is ugly. It's corrupting. It is corrosive. It's a cancer. So if there is any beauty, it is what the psalmist said in another place, let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. And notice who he gives it to. He gives it to the meek, the the humble, uh, those who have submitted themselves to the Lord. Uh, Does that sound familiar to you? Jesus said when he began his ministry in Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 5, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Remember, Psalm 149 is the psalm of the king. The king says, I'll give you the inheritance. I'll give you the whole earth. Uh, who, Who gets that? The meek. Not those who try to take it by force and by flesh, but those who humble themselves before God, who show preference to others, who are quiet in their own hearts, who come to God and say, Lord, it's, it's all about you and it's all for you. God says, I like that. That pleases me greatly. And the Lord smiles upon the meek. Moses, the meekest man that ever lived, the Bible said, look what God allowed him to, to accomplish and those God allowed him to lead and influence. The meek, the Lord Jesus Christ, the God-man, uh, marked by the meekness and gentleness of God upon him. Oh, that there would be a greater meekness in all of us. Uh, we, we move here from the boisterous praise of verse number three to the meek heart of verse number four. It's not one or the other, it's both. Sure, lift up your voice and praise God, but in your soul and in your spirit, stay meek and quiet before the Lord, and God will put his beauty upon your life, the beauty of holiness. Oh, this is wonderful. God doesn't give you a half salvation. He gives you a whole salvation. He beautifies the meek with salvation. It's not just enough salvation to keep you out of hell someday. It is the beauty of his salvation on your life today. Do you remember when the prodigal came home in Luke chapter 15 and the father said, uh, we have we found him. He's come home safe and sound. That expression that's used uh, around in different parts of the world today, safe and sound. That actually comes from Luke 15. Find it for yourself. That expression used by the father, he's safe and sound. He's not just home, he's clothed. 
He's not just home. He's, he's cared for. He's given everything that he needs. I love this. When you come to God and receive his salvation, you don't just come home. You also receive all the benefits, all the things that accompany salvation. Don't miss all the Father has for you. And I want to say to you that much of that is realized as we begin to praise the Lord. You should be growing in your praise of God. You should be maturing in your thankfulness. You should be advancing in your worship because as you do, you're going to mature in lots of other areas as well. God's going to open things to you, and God's going to to help you understand more of the great beauty of salvation that he's brought into your life. Oh, there's power in praise. You know, when people are praising God, really praising God, you can, you can look at them, and there's a, a beautiful joy on their countenance, a, a smile, a, a loveliness. But might I say to you, the greatest thing about praise is the smile it brings to the Lord's face. And I wonder, is the Lord pleased with us today? Will your words and your life and your song and your attitude bring any joy to the heart of God? Because he's worthy of it, friends. Praise ye the Lord. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. We here at Enjoying the Journey are thankful for you, our listeners. It is always such an encouragement for us to hear how God is using the ministry of Enjoying the Journey. All of the resources we provide are free, all because of the support of listeners just like you. While we believe your tithes should be given to your local church, we are always grateful to have Christians from around the country to partner with us as God leads. All gifts are tax deductible. You can visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and click Donate in the upper right-hand corner. You can make a one-time investment or set up reoccurring gifts. However God leads you to partner with us, thank you. And we hope you'll join us next time on Enjoying the Journey. Thank you.